You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. I am your host, the Monster, and I'm back with Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 3. The main thing that we start off with is kind of this meditation that Obi-Wan is doing on board the transport ship. He's calling out for Qui-Gon, and he's getting nothing but uh, flashbacks or audio cues from past episodes but what i did like is that as obi-wan is trying to calm his thoughts we see vader being put together and this is probably one of the most extensive times short of when he was constructed in revenge of the sith that this is what he has to do every single day you know if he does the back to tank it's a whole procedure. Put his legs back on, screw on his arms, and put on the chest plate, strap on the helmet, and all that fun stuff. When we see him now out of the back to tank, and he is on a conference call with Reva, I'm like, seriously, you didn't need to wear pants <laughs> like on Zoom. <laughs> you did not need to go for the full wardrobe outfit. It could have been from the waist up. You're good. Just don't stand up. I'm just saying it would have cut down that scene a hell of a lot shorter. When we go back to Obi-Wan and Leia talking about the Force, this is one of the few times I'm like, ah, that's a good metaphor. When he is describing what it feels like to use the Force, it's like when you're in a dark room, you turn on the light, that's what the Force feels like. Not the microscopic organisms called the midichlorians that Qui-Gon ruined. It's not his fault. It's George's fault to explain what the Force is. But this was a much more elegant way of describing what the Force is without the whole, the energy between the trees, the rocks, you know, and everything between it. What? This was just a nice, cleaner, simpler version of explaining what the Force is. Perfect. So we land on the destination at which the transport landed on this mining planet. Obi-Wan and Leia walking out. Obi-Wan starts to have visions of Anakin out in the world. And I'm like, that's great. You should start freaking out that someone is now onto you and is aware of you. You know, it's no longer like, you know, a mystery to, I wonder what Anakin's doing right now. Oh, he's right there. So <laughs> moving on from there, Obi-Wan and Leia had to come up with some pseudonyms to hitch a ride because Leia's asking for a ride from a character named Frick, which is interesting to look at. They were to get a transport ride with him. And along the way, Frick picks up a couple of stormtroopers. Since he is a, I don't want to say a, a, a an Empire sympathizer, but he is definitely in support of the Empire, so he's willing to give a hand whenever possible. Of course, the troopers start to 
inquire as to where they are, who they are, where they're going, and all that jazz. Obi-Wan mistakenly calls Leia by her name, not Luma. And they played it off pretty well in which, you know, because he lost his wife and he called her by name. I know I've been there. I've had a, like a past girlfriend in which I got into an argument with someone and I called her by that name and that, that was not her name. But they played it off as him that he is grief stricken and in his, in his mind, he's not well. And that's why he called her Leia. I'm like, all right, you, that's plausible. So the transport uh, stops again. The troopers get off. No issues there with them. So we come up to an, a station outpost in which it's an overhead shot of this crossing line or crossing laser guided lines in which it's manned by a couple of troopers and there's a tower on one side and there's a whole lot of room on the other side which I'll get into in a moment. So everyone gets off and of course Frick snitches on Obi-Wan and Leia and the troopers come and in, in interrogate Leia and, and Obi-Wan as they get off and they call for a probe droid to come in and he is not revealing his face, but he's also preparing to shoot his his uh, pistol. But the problem lies is that, you know, we're focused on him moving his head up. But we're also seeing that he's grabbing for his gun. The troopers see this because their eyes are trained on him and they don't move and they don't do anything until Obi-Wan starts to shoot first. And, of course, they get taken out, which is complete crap. Complete crap. All right, I know you need to get out of this scene or figure out how to get out of it, but I'm like, he's not that quick. He could have done something with the stormtroopers. Like, you know, we don't need to see his identification. Do something, you know? Again, the alternatives to fighting. There are alternatives to fighting. He didn't do this here. And from there, he takes out all the other troops and then, like, they're gone. All right. So he makes his way for that laser fence, and he starts to shoot at one of the posts to break up the fence. And I'm like, there's a whole room on the other side of the tower that you could have just gone around. I felt like that guy who does that shrug on YouTube, Kabi Lame. I'm like, it's right there. You could have just gone around. You didn't need to go and shoot to get through right in the middle I'm like oh my god whatever we get another troop transport coming in this time and I mentioned this before every once in a while there's a small little nugget of information that I did not know and as many times as I've seen this I'm like it just dawned on me that's what it is one of the voices are is is a female stormtrooper and I think that's a first that I've ever Heard one aside from Captain Phasma, which is not even in the exact same era, but I've never heard a female stormtrooper in any movie in any series, and I'm like, holy crap, that's a that's a new one on me, uh, because the the subtitles said female stormtrooper and she was talking, and of course she gets shot because we get Tala. Tala is our new Imperial spy, 
who helps Obi-Wan because he was uh, supposed to meet her way back, but he they moved on from that point. All right, so they make their way into town, and they hide out in one of the dwellings that is usually automated from this uh, loader who takes care of, I guess, that dwelling. So his name is Ned B. So he's working with Tala. And then we find out there is a secret passage that they go into, uh, into another room. And then in from that room, there's another one in which there's a, a separate tunnel. That tunnel is supposed to lead to where the pilot is waiting for them. The problem lies, for some reason, it becomes nighttime already, <laughs> like in less than five minutes. And Obi-Wan starts to panic. He feels something like he's never felt before. Like, to me, I thought it was like a panic attack because I know that feeling, but it just felt like that's what was going on in his head. But basically, he was feeling the presence of Vader. He had asked Tala to get Leia to the ship, get her to Alderaan, and he was going to stay back. Fine. So he leaves the town and and, and trying to avoid a conflict. But Vader is pulling people out of buildings, and he's force-choking them and cracking their necks. And I'm like, Jesus. It's kind of like what we've been wanting to see, you know, Vader doing Vader. But these are, you know, town folk. They really have nothing to do with it. But it was just more of Vader trying to get a rise or get Obi-Wan to come out. To prevent all this suffering, that's the trap you're laying out for a Jedi to do, to intervene. Obi-Wan does not. <laughs> he knows. I ain't falling for that. Off he goes into the other part of the mining town, but we'll hold that thought there. Tala and Leia are running in the tunnel. It's like, it's a long-ass tunnel. Tala wants to go help Obi-Wan. So she tells Leia just to go ahead, continue to the end of the tunnel. The pilot is there, and he will take you home. Tala goes back, and then... Next thing we know, Reva is also there following Vader. Goes into the exact same dwelling that Ned came out of and starts to investigate and notices that there's a secret uh, door. And then within the other next room, she finds a secret compartment to open up and there's a tunnel. As far as I know, this tunnel goes one of two ways. Back into the dwelling or back to the actual underground uh, spaceport. No way do I ever see Tala running back and seeing Riva, and no way does Riva pass Leia along the way and get to Leia before she arrives with the pilot. So that really pisses me off, because the logic, again, is like, there was no indication that there was any more of just one tunnel going back and forth. There was no fork in the road, or you could have done a fork in a road and just said, well, this is where we need to go. We need to go to the left, not to the right. Right goes out into this mining field. Something to that effect. But no, we don't have time for that. Tala is going to go out and trying to rescue Obi-Wan. And meanwhile, and this is kind of just jumping to the end for, for Leia. Reva kills the pilot and then Leia like realizes, oh shit, that's not who I need to be with. And Reva kind of chases her somewhat back into the tunnel. And then the episode closes. Go back to the big moment here is that Obi-Wan is being tracked down by Vader and he's really being hunted down. Obi-Wan feels him. He sees him. 
Vader lights his lightsaber, and I'm like, it's menacing. And then he runs. <laughs> and I get it. He is in no condition, and it becomes painfully obvious because when the two of them start clashing, Vader is only one-handing that lightsaber and just, like, knocking down Obi-Wan, who is using two hands. He is in no shape. And for the most part, do that kind of Clubber Lang moment from Rocky Three, in which Rocky realizes, oh my god, this guy is really angry. I can't fight this guy. He can't. He is in no shape. I think one of the great moments is that we do get some well-earned revenge points for Vader because he causes like a little fire and was able to drag Obi-Wan into the fire and start to cause some real damage to Obi-Wan. And I was like, your suffering has just begun. And I'm like, yes, do that. Do more of that because you've earned it, you know? You cut off your legs. He cut off your arm. He left you to burn. He took your lightsaber. The least you can do is burn Obi-Wan. That's all I'm saying. You're well-deserved for that. You've earned it. Do more of it, you know? Give him a really bad haircut or something. You know, tell him he looks ugly. (laughs) Like, hurt his feelings. Do really deep stuff like that. (laughs) But in any case, um, uh, Lola... Tala is there, so shooting uh, a couple of stormtroopers, blows up the one of the equipments that caused everything to go on fire, and we have Ned saving Obi-Wan, and I think it's a really great look to have the flames just kind of flicker in the eyes of Vader. Give me more of that. That's all I want. Just give me more of that anger. as beautiful. So I was happy that we got some kind of fighting. Not that it was that elegant, but you get the point. Vader at least got some punches in, and it landed really hard on Obi-Wan. So other than that, that was that was kind of like the highlight of the whole episode. You could have gotten there a lot sooner, and I think if we tighten everything up more, it would have been much, much better. But in any case, I was happy with this. Small moments. That's all we can have. It's just these small little moments that I'm like, they're good gems. We just got a lot of fluff in between. All right. So on that note, that's the end of this podcast. So we got three more still to go. And I hope you are listening to them because uh, it would make me happy. It really, 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 really would. So on that note, thank you for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop, ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts, and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal and way more with two americans one brit a ton of fun and a healthy dose of cynicism this has been a broadcast of the eso network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our eso patreon or by shopping for the t public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com the eso network Your station for all things geek.